Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. We are going to just jump right in and go on chapter eight in A Ruin of Roses by K.F. Breen. Yes. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Any listeners who may be (laughs) out there in in the universe. Hopefully there are some besides just us. Yeah. And if not, that's fine. Yeah, that is fine. You want to start or do you want me to start? I think you should start. Okay. So in this chapter, Adriel is taking Finley, the main character, showing her the castle and And what they have to do when they're not all in some massive, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. gangbang. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, oh, we have a lot of hobbies in the castle, you know, obviously, other than all the fucking they do. Right, exactly. (laughs) He says to Finley, he goes, you should get used to the taunting. We're all dejected and miserable. (laughs) Taunting each other is all we have anymore. And I said, holy shit, it's me at work. Oh, my my God. Oh my god, that's great. Um, let's see. Okay, so then at this point when he's walking her around, this is when she finds the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I can't remember, but Finley and Hadriel start talking about something mm-hmm. and it triggers mm. <laughs> I wanna say it triggers Hadriel's gag reflex. But... <laughs> <laughs> but that would be too obvious oh i i won't go for low jokes like oh, that okay. all right then his magical gag is triggered, triggered yeah and so then he starts suffocating yes. and he can't breathe and she panics and something happens with her and Nifane, and they end up like merging powers yes almost. he tells her if we join hands and i feed my power into you you will be able to save him i trust you you can do this and i highlighted this because it was so hot in this like moment of panic he's really trying to reassure her and he goes take from me finley use me i am yours because he had full faith in her which i loved yeah to me it was just another layer of the mind fuck that they do to each other it's you know i've dated people like this where you know they're crazy makers Come close, but go away. You need to stay away from me. But here, take my hand and take from me. Okay, so they she takes his hand, takes his power. And by doing so, she is able to save the butler. After they have their interaction in the garden, he gets all like angry at the end yeah so he takes her back to her room locks her back in the room but then they end up having like this like foreplay fight type thing yeah he of course is like if anybody touches you without asking my permission i'll be forced to kill them so he gets all like stabby and like alpha yeah and as his like justification for you have to stay in this room right and not be seen by these other demons. But then also I think he's worried that those demons will report back the king, his father, and her being there will get out. She can feel the menacing power flowing off of him. And he wants the key back 
So he can lock her in the room, make sure she stays in there. He says, give me the key or I will search you and take it. Um, <laughs> I like Yeah. <laughs> and she... Pat down. <laughs> right. Where can I put this key? So you really have to look for it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And she tells him, don't you dare put your hands on me. And he says, I don't have time for this. Give me the key, princess. So he does go back and forth and call her princess. <laughs> and he ends up closing, you know, getting closer to her. And it says that his voice rumbled from his wide chest caressing me. And he says, this is your last chance. And I was like, oh, this guy is so freaking hot. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking rumbling in his chest. Is that like purring? Is he purring for her? I don't know. Or is he just. Oh, we mad? know I'm a sucker oh, for I that. I know you are. That's why I started <laughs> laughing. I'm all about any sort of shifter characteristic. So the rumbling, the purring, yeah. the. Gr oh my God, growl at me. Good Lord. Yeah. Just take me, take me take away. Me now. <laughs> yeah. And she's trying to act like a badass. And he ends up getting hold of her and flinging her, I believe, on the bed. and But then he leans her against the bed. And of mm. course, she feels his ginormous erection. Of course. I'm surprised they said pressing against the, her lower stomach and didn't say right under her breast because these penises are always so big. <laughs> and ladies, our vaginas are only so deep. You know, it's great to think of all this, but the practicality of having a ginormous penis is it's going to hurt. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not worrying about yeah. this in real life. That's why we're reading a fantasy book. Okay. Yes. Anyway, she ends up hurting him again by slamming her head forward and cracking. Oh yeah. She headbutts, she headbutts him. him in the mouth and she realizes she's just turning him on. Yeah, her plan is backfiring right, a right. little. Or is it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's true. And then he says, oh, you want to do this the hard way? In this very hot, hot voice. And mm -hmm. she says to him, fuck me. I, she wants him to fuck me. Mm -hmm. And then her, uh, then she realizes what she just said. And she, you know, she's like, don't I have any self-preservation? Or, you know, she's like, what kind of, I love this. She says multiple times, what kind of mind fuckery is this? What do we have going on here? And yeah, <laughs> I don't like, and it happens multiple times in the book. And I had a really hard time with it. I don't like the physical violence between the two of them. You know, I wouldn't like a book that I'm reading where a man is physically assaulting a woman. And because I'm very adamant about that, I have to say, I don't want a woman assaulting a man. And yes, he's bigger than her and stronger than her. She's kicking him and slapping him and hitting him and headbutting him. And I, I just don't think it's appropriate. What about you? What are your thoughts? Part of me liked that she was fighting back in whatever way she could mm -hmm. and she's very scrappy but then at the same time they are kind of taking it to extremes because she at this point she stabbed him she yes. headbutted him she at one point she like knees him in the nuts in the garden yeah. and she like grabs him and is like breathe through it and don't fall over on these plants you're gonna hurt the plant so she is very violent towards mm -hmm. him so yeah there is kind of a lot of that Part of this passage in this section of the book is her really wanting to fuck this guy. And she's talking about how needy she is. And maybe the thing that pisses them off 
the most is that they don't have total control over their animals, even him. He doesn't have total control when it comes to the spark of passion and these two animals wanting to meet each other. Exactly. I think he's because he has had such control for the last 16 years. And then now she's kind of just popped up and really thrown his world for a loop. He gets upset and he almost takes it out on her. So at one point, right. She says, why am I always the one told to control my animal? Mm -hmm. And she goes, where's your accountability in all of this? And he responds, that's a damn good question. Yeah. I love that because it's so typical for yeah. a oh, woman a to, to get blamed. Yeah. yeah. You're the one that gets blamed when the man loses control. She puts on this flimsy little nightshirt thing to sleep in and she lays down in the bed and while she's laying in the bed, she starts feeling Nyphan's fingers touching her. And she can feel him spreading her legs. And she's laying in the bed in the moonlight. And the covers are getting pulled back. She, I arch back, spreading wide for him, desire drenching me. Do you want me to fuck you, pretty girl? His voice was different. Not scratchy sandpaper laced with power and confidence and pain that I was used to. Now it was silky and sensual, winding, winding my desire higher. Do you want me to thrust my hard cock into your wet depths? Uh, and her reply is, um, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that interaction was super hot. And then he says something about using his forked tongue oh, on her. Yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, do you have a forked dragon tongue That's right now? That's what I was, yeah. He starts performing oral sex on her. And yeah, the tongue thing, I was like, uh-oh. That was the first time I thought, something's wrong here. <laughs> this is awesome, I but something's a little off. Yeah, so it turns out it's actually a demon in the castle has found her mm -hmm. out and is like making her have this very vivid mm -hmm. and graphic sex dream. Yeah, and she's um, begging him to fuck her. Of course. Yes. Um, and she can't stop what's happening, so she calls on her animal to help her. And I thought that was pretty cool because she's now learning how to interact with her animal. You know, her dragon is coming to protect her, but then also at the same time, her other dragon, mm. Nyphane, is coming to protect her. At this point, I'm just assuming her yeah, animal is a dragon, I think, obviously. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's a safe assumption. Let's see. So then kind of moving on a little bit. So she's asked for a garden because she wants to plant the plants that she needs for the um, demon deadening mm -hmm. elixir. Yeah. And the, the coffee. knockoff <laughs> coffee. Yeah, you must have that. Yeah, so she has all these other things that she wants to do in addition to the Everlast. So he tells her that she can pick whatever she wants. And of course, she sees something right out her mm -hmm. bedroom window. I mean, tower, excuse me, she's a prisoner. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, his mother, is this when they, he starts talking about his mother? Because she asks him, how did you learn about the plants? How did you learn to take care of the plants? And he starts talking that his mother... Uh, taught him yeah I think he's talking about his mom I'm not, not sure if it's at this point or not because she doesn't know yet that he's the prince right and that his mom was the queen so so they have this really hot and kind of funny fake 
semi-sexual encounter where she's pressed up against a tree and <laughs> it just cracked me up because he he's like okay you know pretend that i'm turning you on and pretend that i'm doing all these things to you so that the demons will leave mm -hmm, us alone mm -hmm. yes but of course she's really into it because who wouldn't right be when he's like <laughs> literally doing all of he's not pretending to touch her he's actually yeah, i know her. right yes well we got to make it realistic <laughs> yeah a little too realistic mm -hmm. so at one point he goes you're supposed to be resisting he said <laughs> against my lip his breath coming fast now and then she goes no i called as i gyrated <laughs> struggling to get closer stop <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just cracked up. I'm like, I could just totally picture it where she's just like, oh no, please, please. don't. And then whispering like, yes, please close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I think they said that of all the women that he has not had sex with any of them, probably because he can impregnate them. I don't know. And that they, the demons, these lust demons keep trying to break him to participate yeah so we basically find out that all the demons are constantly in the castle mm -hmm. and having these parties because they're trying to wear down his resistance mm -hmm. and break him so that he basically loses everything and then the king or the mad king mm -hmm. or whoever mm -hmm the big bad can come in and take over the kingdom because he is the only like shield of protection between that person and the kingdom. Right. So yeah, we learn more about that. Finally, finally, it does not really clear. Why are there demons? Yeah. You know, that just kind of showed up and why are they still here? Because they're not his friends at all. They're kind of his enemies, right. but they've taken up camp and he can only do so much. Mm -hmm. Because of the curse. So that was a nice little reveal. Mm -hmm. Don't they run into a demon on the staircase? Mm, I don't remember. The next thing that happens is that she finds the garden that she wants to use. Oh, God. Yes, she does. Hadriel takes her out. And of course, she wants that garden that she can see from her window. Yep. Which is super overrun. And she can tell like it's in disrepair it's like walled yeah. off and she's like what is this you can't she's like where's the door how do you get in and hadriel's like well you can't go in there that's not right so hadriel goes it's very much movie rev reminiscent to this is the east wing you, you cannot oh, go right. in here yes, right exactly. this is the one part of the entire <clears throat> castle you cannot yeah sure we promised you whatever land you wanted but we take it yeah, all back right. now just kidding yeah so one to never be deterred she um goes over the yeah. wall and he's yelling at her to stop of course he's like no no don't go in there like come back here right now you're gonna get in trouble you're gonna get me in yes. trouble and then he's kind of like talking to her right through the wall yes. and she's just kind of like having her own inner thoughts and um he goes it's the queen's garden yes. as his justification for why she can't be there and i was like of course mm -hmm. she picks of all the land she wants the queen's garden how fitting right let's see so while she's in there she thinks how great the land will be but then she also realizes that it's connected to mm -hmm. like a room yeah the court like the living a, quarters of someone of uh, yeah somebody she's not sure at this point mm -hmm. she uh, who even knows if she even paid attention to when hadriel was screaming at her that it was the queen's garden because she's tuning him out at this right. point and while she's kind of snooping around and like this is a kind of an odd room with this random plant growing in yeah. it who do you think pops in so nifane bursts in the doors and is like what are you doing in here and then 
for some reason it all like clicks for her at this point yeah where she she finally puts two and two together and goes holy goddess no fucking way you're the yes and I actually like put my Kindle down at this point and looked around and I was like, is she seriously not getting it until now? <laughs> like, this- yeah. Like, thank you. This part kind of made me mad. I I guess because, I don't know, she kept thinking about how she used to watch the prince when he would fly around. Yeah. When she was younger. Mm-hmm. And she knows that the beast, Nyfane, lost his wings. But then maybe she's also not getting it because the eye color is different and she's not sure why the eye color is different at this point. I don't know. I didn't really buy the whole, like she didn't get it until now. Yeah. I think she's a little smarter than that. And the rose bush is alive, but it's, it looks, it sounds like it's dying. Yeah. It's in like disrepair. It's not doing that well. So it's not completely dead Mm -hmm. after 16 years, Mm -hmm. but it's not doing that great. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of like that rose in the movie. Yes, exactly. It's dying. She talks to Nyfane and come to find out a little bit more about the Mad King oh and how he doomed them. And why he and- was so angry. I guess the queen was dying. And so he sent for the son because he knew if he got him back there because of this deal he struck with the demon, he could trap him there. Yeah, this is kind of the big reveal. Yeah of how the curse came to be the so the prince actually came back because his mom died oh that's right. he was told that the queen wanted him to marry out of duty another royal he did not love this person and did not want to marry her and because of that his mother was heartbroken and ends up dying and the mad king blames him and tells him it's her fault but it's really years of abuse that she suffered at the hands of the king. So the king is really mind-fucking the prince into returning. Somebody says at one point about the rosebush and the queen, they say she was brought here and the king treated her like he would a rosebush. She was pruned back, Mm -hmm. shaped, Mm -hmm. cultivated, wild at heart, violent even, but unable to express it. So the king really stifled the queen once she was there and diminished her yeah i think i'm not sure if it's actually revealed by the end of this book but i'm pretty sure the king had her murdered or murdered her himself yeah i we don't find out in this book yeah there's still i mean obviously it's book one in a trilogy so there's not every question we're gonna have is answered so he's angry he's angry that this that finley has violated his mother's sanctuary yeah this very akin to the part in the movie where the beast finds her she's you know she's looking at the rose flower in the glass container and he flips out and goes off on her and then she runs away that's exactly what happens here in this book yeah um they have another like we're 60 plus percent into the book And he's once again dragging her back to the tower and he's all mad at her. He just unlocks the door. He throws her in the room again. She yells at him to stop manhandling her. Um, They finally, you know, he says, oh, you're tense. Let me rub your shoulders. And, you know, we've all fallen for that too. And he he starts rubbing her shoulders. And then, you know, she, she puts her hands back and starts touching him. And she's like, despite all, everything they've been through, just the physical closeness to him, the smell of him, she can't control herself. 
So he says, let me, you're tense. Let me rub your shoulders. And she's all, I have had a lot of stress lately. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. It's so good because it's, it's so like relatable, right? It's like, she's having all this stress and tension because of him. That's right. And of course he's like, oh, well, let me, he's the, it's the crazy maker. Yeah. Let me make it better. But it's like, but you're the cause of it. Yes. For some reason, her shoulder rubbing turns into reaching under her and grabbing her by the waist. And he asks her because he knew about this incubus that he says, what were you doing in your dream? And oh, yeah, this part was. so. Oh, my God. He doesn't know that it was him in the dream. Right. I think he's trying to like coerce her into admitting what she's dreaming about and to help her to crack and spill the beans he's he's pinching her nipples (laughs) (laughs) as one does it's a you know a great sort of little torture tactic he's got going on there yeah and so she breaks and tells him that she woke up in her dream to him between her legs and it it's just on from there. He he starts taking her clothes off. He she has these lacy, sexy underwear on, and he tears them off of her and tells her. Oh yeah, he just rips those yeah, babies right he's off. All, I think I will keep these. She says something like, when he rips them off, she's like, "Oh, dragons must not care about underwear." Right. Or <laughs> and so she's totally naked in front of him. Um, she starts sliding her hand on his gigantic erection. And, but she's in her mind having this dialogue saying, I don't get it. He wants me and then he doesn't want me. He rejects me and then he comes on to me. She really doesn't know what to think, but she's she's loving it. And he tells her, I thought this was super hot. He goes, spread your legs a little. He commanded and his power <laughs> blistered through her. So, of course, she does. And she's like, that's right, princess. Get nice and wet for me. <laughs> yeah, he's great at dirty talk. Oh my god, yeah. And he keeps asking her what did what happened in your dream and she like spells it out for him. And he he starts to finger her and he says to her, "Do you like it?" And she's like whimpering and going, "Yes. Yes, I I do like it. <laughs> Who wouldn't like it?" So he pushes her forward and he says to her, "I need to taste you." Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts to go down on her. This was so hot. Yeah. It's really hard to keep all of these interactions straight because there's a lot of like double clicking of her mouse that he does. <laughs> and <laughs> quite a lot of interactions, oral sex and like fingering and things. So they kind of blur together after a while. But I think in then this interaction, isn't she like bent over yes. the bed and he's like doing this from behind? Yes. I'm like, oh, you dirty bastard, but I love it. Yes, because he moves <laughs> his finger over that, you know, he slides his hand over her butt cheek and then he and yeah. moves his finger over that special place. And um, he doesn't go further. He's just teasing her. But she doesn't mind it. No, at all. she's loving it. She's- it's turning her on. And all she can think of is, you know, uh, unzipping his pants and freeing that gigantic dick of his um, yeah. <laughs> and, and having him fuck her i mean her beast wants that really bad i think in this interaction he also does some like nuzzling of her neck Mm -hmm. and he is like biting her a little bit in her neck but not 
enough to like break scan draw blood. yeah yeah or- i think we're actually telling this out of order because this whole interaction was before she finds the garden oh was it before yeah this this interaction was before like i said it all blurs together because this is not their last sexual shocker this is not their last sexual encounter with each other even though she runs away at some point yeah exactly <laughs> you'll be shocked to know there are plenty more sex scenes in this book so this happened before because at some point i think it's the next morning her lady's maid and the butler come into her room and they notice that mark on her neck from when he was like nuzzling her neck kind of like oh yeah biting her a little mm-hmm. bit and they make a big deal about like biting like the butler's like inspecting her yeah. like oh like did, did he break skin yeah. like where did where exactly was he biting you and i was such a, like a sucker for it because i love the mate bites yeah. in books mm-hmm. and it definitely like you could tell they were trying to figure out was it yeah. a mate bite because the lady's maid says something to the butler about it being in the wrong spot yeah. or like it was on her shoulder and not on her right. neck or something yes. something to that effect and I was like, oh, they were totally looking for the mate bite. And I'm, I was here for it because I love that. Yeah. But I, I think you're out of the the room too fast about the, you know, them going at it. Oh, God, God please take me back in the room. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> he ends up going, <laughs> I will not kick and scream if you okay, go back in the good. room. <laughs> so he, he's going down on her and he's pushing her knees up and he's, he's licking on her and she's freaking loving it. And then he shuts her legs over and stood up wiping his mouth on the back of his hand and he says to her get some sleep and don't bitch at me when you regret this in the morning oh my god i like that was i kind of loved it but i also kind of yeah. like gave me a little bit of a gut punch yeah. because oh it's just kind of like oh man he was just using her i mean it sounds weird like he was just using her her for what he wanted because she definitely came out ahead in that situation exactly she's laying on the bed after this great orgasm she had and her animal's talking and her animal says fuck that that male is so alpha her animal purred (laughs) i love that i love when he asserts his dominance he has a lot of power he'll be a good protector for our young i was like oh yeah you know, they, her animal is 150% in. Oh, yeah. Her animal is all for it. And I don't know if it's now or later, but that her animal kind of references that she's able to speak to his animal. Yeah. It's not really clear. Yeah. She says something about, like, there's other ways to speak than words. Yeah. So that's how she can talk to the alpha's beast or what have you. Even though her inner animal is really singularly minded in her focus to have him claim you and let's do this. She's also very knowledgeable in all the other things that are kind of going on with him as a person. Because she kind of clues Finley in. Yeah. And she, at one point she says, he is duty bound, but doesn't want to drag anyone else into his misery. His beast needs you to save the man. Yeah. I implied that the man has to save himself. That didn't go over well. And she basically says, save the man, save the kingdom. Yeah. She wants the animal in him, but then she's also helping Finley realize how to get the man at the same time, which I like. Yeah. I think at one point she asks her, what should I call you? What's your name? And she's like, <laughs> you're... She's like, you're ridiculous. I am you. She's like, my name is Finley. 
Oh my god, yeah. I like, love what that. is this madness do you speak? <laughs> uh, we are one and the same. Like you're being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> snap out of it. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. So uh I think it's like the next morning he's back in his moodiness. And she starts calling him Broody McFucker. Yeah, she has some great names for him. Broody McFucker, yeah, I think is right. And then at one point she calls him a cuntsicle, which can we get this on t-shirt and in the Webster's Dictionary? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That I think that was my favorite cuntsicle because she uses it when he like flips from the like I'm hot, I'm into you side of his personality. And then he like switches and then he's like a frosty asshole. Yeah. So she calls him a cuntsicle. I'm like, that's great. All her names for him are wonderful. Yeah, I, I love the end of this chapter, the, the very last few sentences between her and her animal. Uh, and she and Finley says uh, to her animal, why are men so breakable? And her animal says, because it gives us room to sweep in and save the motherfucking day. And Finley thought, well, she has a point there. And it's true. You know, the old fairy tale where the man is saving the woman. This is very much the woman is saving the man. And she is kind of reluctant at first, or she doesn't realize at first that she needs to do that. This is where they go to the uh, Queen's Garden. And she has that whole interaction with Nyfane that we talked about. Um, out of order, of course, because we got ahead of ourselves. And we skipped all sorts of sexy times, which, you know... Why would we do that? That's terrible. <laughs> right. And, and when they're in the queen's room and he's confronting her for being in there, he does tell her that the rose bush was enchanted by the demons and sunk into okay. the floor and that somehow it's connected to the kingdom. And every year he has to watch a little more of it die. Uh, like this was an important part of the chapter and the story in general. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of hard for me to pick up on. I'm not sure if it was when I was reading it or if it's just the way that it was like laid out. I, I, I think the more I read it, the more I'll understand it. I think this is the huge lead up to her saying, screw you, I'm out of here, is he tells her that he's known that the village has been using the Everlast and that it slowed down the rate of death and that he's been spying on the village and she freaks out and goes, what are you talking about? You you had said, and he reminds her, I told you how many times, I'm not a good guy. Big info dump yes. for Finley and kind of overwhelms her with all of these revelations. And he basically admits that he's lied to her about certain things. But then he also, you know, kind of tries to do the backpedal disclaimer of like, well, I told you up front that I was a bad guy. She's really taken aback. And she's really just kind of done with the whole thing. Like, how dare he? And, you know, rightfully so. Again, he's sideswiping her every time. It's like one step forward and three steps backwards in this relationship. You know, and he doesn't, he doesn't admit to her any good reason why he's been watching her which could be because he felt a connection to her or she is his true mate he doesn't do any of that he doesn't sugarcoat it at all he's just like i've been watching you you know doing all these horrible things Mm -hmm. i've been following you home when i could leave the woods to go to your village i Mm -hmm. did like buying on her uh because her animal was calling to his and he said 
that he suspected but wasn't sure about her power at that point. He with her, and I, I don't want to forget this part because this part was really hot. When he has her, you know, against him, he, he said, God has strike me down, Finley. I want to fuck you so hard that you forget your name. I want to own that sweet pussy and destroy you with pleasure. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Do it, dude. What are you waiting for? That's all I could think yeah. of in my head. Yes. Okay. Let's go. And of course, <laughs> you know, she gets instantly wet. And he, but he says, but if I did that, he explains to her, if I do it, it's going to be the end of you. I've explained why I do not share, not in my past life and not now. Once I take you, I will not allow anyone else to touch you. Your life will be forfeited to me. So he's telling her basically, once he claims her, that's it. She is his. And he doesn't want to, I think he doesn't want to trap her. He tells her at one point he doesn't want to trap her in his world because she's so powerful and strong. He says to her, I want you to fly. You can fly. And I want you to be able to do that. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. And he's kind of telling her, like, I want to claim you. I want to do these things. But once I do, you're going to be stuck with mm -hmm. me forever. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not a, like, I'm not a one and done kind of guy. Yeah. Especially not with you. Because he's never done that with anybody in the whole time of the curse. So he's like, if I go there with you, it's forever. Yeah. And so that's why I'm not doing that. And he kind of sees better things for her. And he doesn't want to drag her into yeah, his drama. this nightmare yeah. he's living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, but I think that is the turning point for her where she's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this. He won't let me help him. She wants to help save the kingdom and the and the village. And he's like, no, I can't let you do that. And he made it very clear he wants her to stay away from him. She is out of there. So. Yeah, and, <laughs> and at first she confronts uh, Hedril when she gets back to her room saying, did you run and tell him I was in that room? And he says, no, I was only trying to find him when you wouldn't answer me anymore because he thought she had hurt herself when she had fallen and there were people out there that are trying to kill her. Kind of doesn't really trust anybody at this yeah. point because now she's like, oh, well, if he's lying to me, who else is lying to me? And just like, I'm washing my hands of all of you. Get me out of here. Yeah, because he says to her, are you fucking insane going into the queen's chambers? And she says, yes, I'm fucking insane for a lot of things. Like staying in this horrible yeah. castle for as long as I have. And that's when she decides that she's going to pack up her shit and go home. Yeah. So in true Beauty and the Beast fashion, she runs off with nothing but the clothes on yeah. her back, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's nighttime and she doesn't have that demon lessening elixir, but she's like, screw it. I'm out of here. Yep. Wouldn't you know, what are the <laughs> odds? There's, there's more demons than ever before and they're just coming out of all the woodwork and she's just like very quickly overwhelmed so there's a lot of like fight scenes that happen now between her and demons yeah. trying to get away and demons she's never seen before and demons she has seen before she gets very quickly overrun by these creatures yeah but before before we get to that when she's fleeing the castle she let her animal she she locks the butler in her room and takes the key so he can't yeah that was yeah great. so she can't tell him that he was he was gone she was leaving so she starts running away and she lets her animal come to the surface and the animal is 
her animals mad at her and says, what did, what'd you do? And she said, I, I had to, I had to. And she asked him, her, did you know he was the prince? And she said, well, he's an alpha. Yeah. And, and Finley says, yeah, an alpha prince. He's a fucking prince. And she, and the animal says to her, slow, slow your tits. You're going to have a coronary. <laughs> yeah. Her animals like, well, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, of course he's probably a prince. Like he's the most alpha alpha out there, which is why we want him so bad. Right. <laughs> like... Exactly. And then that her Go ahead. Um, you're focusing on the wrong thing <laughs> yeah, here, right, Finley. Right. Who cares if he's a prince? Yeah. <laughs> We're just here for that yeah. big dick alpha energy. Yeah. <laughs> and Finley tells her you don't understand the social hierarchy because she would be, she believes she would be a side piece, right? Well, yeah, because in the human, you know, right. from the human Finley's perspective, yes. she's not compatible with him. But for the animal, they don't care about all that. They don't care about like human construct of socialism well, things right. that they're and doing. She, the animal explains to her that in the in the animal world, the real pecking order is based on power and prowess, mm -hmm. not the social class you were born into. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, that doesn't matter. That's just all like shit that humans made up that they don't care about. Yeah, and so she tries to tell her animal that the alpha wasn't really interested in her anyway. Yeah, I don't think she's believing that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, so she runs off in the woods. She's fighting all the demons, right? Oh, yeah. Then there's like eight demons or some ridiculous amount of like zombie yeah. demon things that come out. And she's, of course, been yeah. hurt by the time she gets overpowered by all these things. So she's surrounded. And then out of nowhere, yet again, is Nyphane appears. Well, her, her animal's telling her, hang on, he's coming. He's coming. And so then there's a little glimmer of hope because he's appearing. He appears as the beast. And then he shifts at the very last minute when he jumps in and grabs her, throws her out of the way of all the you know creatures but then of course he gets hurt in the process yeah. as one does <laughs> when there's like eight <laughs> eight creatures against yeah. one then he shifts back into his beast form and then he does like a hulk smash on all of the little zombie type things and wipes them all out very quickly and comes to her rescue which was great. yes but in doing so because he did that shift he got nailed by claws down his back by one of these zombie instantly starts to, he's going to die because this is some kind of poison that there's no cure for. And she's furious with him for shifting. She, why did you shift? He tells her like way later that he shifted into his human form because he didn't want to accidentally oh, crush right. her in the process. Yeah. And he basically is on a suicide mission yeah. to, he doesn't care about himself. He's been living 16 years of misery. Yeah. So he wanted to save her and he didn't care if he got clawed up with these poison demon things. Yes. And he, he knew that they were poisonous and he knew that they were, he was going to die by doing this. Yeah, yet in true Nyphane fashion, he knows all sorts of yes! things that he doesn't reveal yes! to Finley 
when they're important or ever. Yeah, so he's gravely injured. She's also injured. Yeah. She's got a couple bad things happen to mm -hmm. her also. So they can either try to go back to the castle or they can keep going towards her house mm -hmm. where her brother mm -hmm. is. So she decides to take him to her house. She has, she calls on her animal to help her and she pulls power from Nathan's dragon. Do another like combining mm -hmm. of their magic. I don't know. I really like that, that they can play off of each other. Yeah that mm -hmm. way and it's just really more of their bond happening mm -hmm. right gets him to the house oh wait she wait, tells wait. she says are you worried about more creatures and he says no that the woods mostly clear he said he would have reached her sooner but at some point of the moon there's a portal that's open from the demon kingdom to their kingdom um which is powered apparently by the curse's magic and on the first day of the full moon, when his power supposedly dips, they let in more creatures than normal. And he says he's trying to kill me, of course. The consolation prize is my... And he's not dead. And he says his consolation prize is that the guy got disfigured. Picked the worst night of yeah, the entire month yeah. up and try to run right. away. And then she kind of realizes, oh, this must be why the demons aren't really coming into the village like they were when the curse first started is because he's kind of taking one for the team all the time and trying to run interference and save people in any way he can. He's very much trying to save yeah. people because yeah. he wasn't able to save his mom. Right. Right? It's kind of a yes. continuing theme in this exactly. book. Okay, so go ahead. So they get, they get out of the woods. Um, they have this really good talk about how... She was only really praised in the village for her oh, beauty yeah. and nobody cared about anything else she could contribute. Right. That I really like that mm -hmm. because it's it is how it used to be. Like they didn't care that she was good at healing people and yeah. that she was creating these cures that would keep their family members alive longer. They only cared about her because of how she right. looked. And how they would say she would be better as a person if she would try yeah. more in terms of her right. looks. Highlight it says, as if we somehow need fixing because someone else doesn't like us the way we are. As if we should care what others think over what we think of ourselves. It's bullshit. Yeah. And it's true. She's very like self-aware. Mm -hmm. She's like, I am more than just my right. appearance. And whatever like brood mare potential <laughs> you think I have. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm well-read, I'm creative, I'm good with plants, I'm a healer, I love my family, mm -hmm. but nobody cares about yeah. that. Yeah, so she realizes <laughs> that when she gets him back to her place, that this stuff is poisonous, he's going to die, and it's basically up to her to save him. And there's apparently a fine line between using too much of this Everlast to create some kind of potion for him or elixir for him. There's a fine line between too much that can instantly kill him and the right amount that would possibly save him. She's just flying by the seat of her pants because at this point they really have nothing left to lose. And she tells her brother who, you know, helps her get him into the house. And obviously she's hurt. Don't worry about me. We need to take care of him him first. So her whole focus is on saving him. I'm not sure how much this matters 
in the grand scheme of things when compared to the super hot sex scene that comes up later. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, they kind of go into detail about the Everlast and how it has to grow in just the right condition. And if it's not in the right condition, it's poisonous instead of beneficial. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of comes to this realization because, of course, she's a whiz at these plants that the Everlast is attacking things in the body like a medicine Uh and so when it's too potent or in too much of a way but it doesn't have like a deadly poison like knifing has right now it will kill you and so now she's like well maybe we should just try it because it does have this deadly poison in him that it could fight the poison instead of fighting Mm -hmm. him to kill him yeah but then, of course, it kind of comes out that he kind of knew that from talking to his mom. Oh, God, yeah. And, of course, he didn't say because, yet again, he has a freaking death wish. And he just, he's kind of almost giving up at this point. He just doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, I've been dealing with this for so long. I'm tired. That was a little. It was sad. Because yeah. I, yeah, I can understand that he is tired. But if he's met her, does he not want to live for her? Does he not see this as an opportunity to maybe save the village i don't understand yeah he's very defeated and maybe he's more defeated at this point having met her because now he sees what he could have Mm. and so maybe that's instead of like bolstering him to try harder he's just kind of giving up even more yeah i i do not like the fact in this book that he does not tell her stuff and the fact that he knew something about this poison, he wanted her to figure it all out on her own so that I guess she could feel empowered. I don't know. But to me, it's stu- it's a stupid, it's a stupid thing to do. Yeah. I think we're just supposed to feel like he's giving up and he's just kind of like, well, if she figures it out, she figures it out, but I'm not going to help her because if I die anyways, I don't care at this okay. point. It's an inconsistency in his right. character. That was kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she kind of gets some of the cure, Everlast into him it starts to work and then this whole scene was so effing hot Mm -hmm. I'm like oh my god like I couldn't believe it it was so like but it was also very odd yeah because it was not your very like straightforward like sexual interaction Mm -hmm. in her bed yeah so he's laying on his stomach in her bed and she's like checking his wounds on his back and then she sees these scars that he Mm. has on his back those are the scars from when he had wings and when his dragon lost the wings in the shift he also lost you know he lost them in all forms and so he has these horrible scars on his back from where his wings were so she starts doing this like super <laughs> hot like massaging of his oh, yeah. wings running her finger the down the scarf oh my yeah. god yes mm-hmm. she like licks them and she like kisses them mm-hmm. and apparently let me see if i can find the quote about his wings he says they were ripped out of my body when his wings were ripped off his back i flattened my palm next to the scarf of the bandage and that strip of scales which scales or scars i'm not really uh-huh. sure they i guess they look like scales yeah. maybe he says is incredibly erotic and forbidden and then she goes why is it forbidden my voice was husky i slid <laughs> my hand up and grazed the top of the scar with my thumb he shivered again it's reserved for mates and i was like and oh I my know. god of course you're focusing on them <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh 
It's so good. It is so good. So yeah, so they have this like super hot scene where now she's in charge. Whereas before he was always in charge and he was always the one doing things to her. Uh Now she's doing things to him. And I liked the flip in their like power dynamic in this scene Mm -hmm. where she was like. Yeah, it's like it's payback time, dude. Oh, and was it ever. And I loved every minute of it. (laughs) yeah she's doing all this stuff to his car and he's getting more and more turned on and of course he's like dry humping her bed (laughs) because he can't help himself and it's so hot and of course she just does the whole thing until he like comes all over her bed yeah and then she goes at the very end of it she goes and now you will lie there in that (laughs) wet spot until I have breakfast and come back to check on you and I was like, boom, mic drop, get it, Finley. I loved it. It was great. It was like when he yeah. did all that shit to yeah. her and then he tried to leave and he was like, now don't tell me in the morning when you feel right. bad about yes. this. It was so yeah. good. I also like this part of the book when I think it was Sable was asking her, you know, why is he, in, why is he covered in pain and... Finley thinks about it and says because he thinks he's responsible for his mother's death and protecting the kingdom. And then she says, no, I like this quote. She says, no, she screwed up her face. That thing with his mother is just silly. Women don't die of broken hearts. That's just something people say to hide the neglect and mistreatment of uh, mistreatment of the woman. Actually, that's what she dies of. But you said his mama thought of herself as a rose bush. Well, rose bushes don't give in to anybody. You can cut the hell out of them, think you've killed them, and they grow a new shoot and come back from the dead. Rose bushes die from being stifled and cut off from the things they love, like water and sunshine. I bet it's his dad's fault. The dad killed her to bring the sun back and trap him. You, you tell me that I'm wrong. She leaves him in the wet spot. Yeah, it's great. I don't even remember what happens <laughs> after that. But my, but I, I, my mind was blown like him. Yeah. Like his load was yeah, blown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my very next note, I literally don't know what happens next. Because my next note is sexy shower chair and sponge oh, bath. That's oh, all I got. Yeah. So, so who even cares what happens next and, until yeah. then? I've never read a sexy shower chair scene, and this thing was hot as fuck. Okay, it was so good. I I needed a shower because that scene made me so dirty. Yeah, it was it was great. So she starts washing him, and she's trying to be really careful because she's like, okay, like behave and be an actual like good nurse in this. She starts washing the front of him. She starts by giving him a handy, right? And she's like using the soap. And then she's like, fuck this. I can't control myself Mm -hmm. anymore. And she like dumps a bunch of water on him to like get all the soap off. And then she just goes to town. She's thinking his fist in my hair for show. Mm -hmm. And then she's thinking, I didn't want a show. I wanted a hard face. I'm like, oh (laughs) my God. Yeah, that that was hilarious. (laughs) So I love like giving him and own their sexuality. There's yes. none of this. I'm a dainty virgin, virgin, and I, I don't know what I'm doing. Blah blah. Fuck that. I, you know, I love it. It's like own it, girl. She says something about like putting her finger in his hole, as he kind of alluded to 
during mm-hmm. an earlier sex mm-hmm. scene. And she said something about like she had, I think she had done that with somebody in the village before or something. And I was like, oh my God, she's like all for all the kinky <laughs> stuff. This scene was also like, it was so hot, but also funny, which is like a perfect combo of what this author does all the time. Because of course she's giving him the blowjob, but she's also having her internal thoughts and like conversation with her dragon. I highlighted this. It killed me. I thought it was hilarious. Oh my God. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? I will read it. So she's having this dialogue with her animal and her animal says, something's not quite right. My animal cried in frustration, spurring me on. Nonetheless, I bobbed on his cock with reckless abandon, taking everything he had to give and begging for more. I reached down and ran my fingers through my wet pussy before massaging my clit. And her animal (laughs) says, he needs to be in your cunt, not in our face. We should fight, force him to dominate us, to prove his worth and mate us with a passion he would show no other. Does this man not know where his cock is supposed to go? His dragon can help. Shh, Finley. <laughs> I, it's so it good. It's so funny. It's so good. She's like, uh, yeah, this is great and all, yeah. but I... It could be better. Like, let me tell you how to make this better. Let me tell you what you're supposed to be doing. So then, of course, she, you know, sucks him off to completion. And it was great. And, but then at the end, her um, inner animal goes, I liked the ending, but I still think he's doing it wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, that's very funny. Yeah. She's like, you guys are doing good, but like, you're not quite there. Like, have him fuck you where he's supposed to fuck you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get it right for once. Oh, God. They then they have some kind of talk afterwards where he's asking her, "Can you feel my animal?" Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I don't know if she really answers him. He says, "I mean, more than just her presence. Can you feel her mood?" I don't get this part. I don't know what's happening here. Do you? She's not really sure what's happening with the bond because she can pull the power from him, right? And so right after her animal says that thing about like the ending was good, but you still did it wrong. She says, an echo of Nyfane's dragon vibrated within me until the feeling receded. He seemed just as annoyed. So I think she's mm. that was the first time she's kind of feeling okay. something from his dragon. Right. So that's what prompts her to be like, can you feel my animal? Because she thought she felt something from his okay, animal. Okay, I get it. Thank you for But he Yeah, he it's, it was very quick and easy to skip it, but he doesn't say anything. So then she kind of gets a little yeah. annoyed. Well, there's a lot of annoyance going on in this book. He he basically is just is kind of like dazed and confused and he's just like but you gave me the best blowjob i've ever had yeah <laughs> like, like thank you yeah like i basically like i he's trying to brush it off like i can't think straight because you just sucked my soul out of yeah. my penis <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's like i don't i don't need flattery that's not happening again yeah. and he goes i love when you make promises the challenge to help you break them makes it all the sweeter right. Then she's like, oh, man, he's going to gloat that I just blew his brains out. Yeah, and he does tell her after that that he can feel her animal better than than Finley can probably feel his. He tries to 
convince her to come back to the castle right, right? he's kind of like okay like i'm getting better like let's get out of here she's like i'm gonna stay here and he's like no no come back to the castle with me basically so he tries to say like oh well if you want to know more about your animal mm-hmm. inside of you there's books about that in yeah. the castle and he kind of holds that over yeah. her and uses it as a bargaining chip and he says if you want to <clears> check <throat> out a book from the library you'll need to move back to the right. castle she tells him you're you're not going back you're not ready i like how she's she's bossy of him saying you need to heal more um you cannot go back to the castle until you're totally healed because he's super vulnerable then and the demons can kill him yeah they're kind of at an impasse right now where she wants to stay at her house he wants to go back to the castle yeah. Because she tells him, I'm not, I'm not going to help you. You, you need to get, get yourself back to the house. You can crawl, go ahead and crawl back to the castle. You know, she's basically telling him, I'm not going to help you. Another thing is like, he tries to say, oh, well, I will tell you everything I know about the plants and that I learned from my family Mm -hmm. and my mom. He keeps insisting that the plant knowledge is a dragon quality that she wouldn't know unless somebody told her. So he's like, I'll tell you everything I know about the plants and you can use my library if you come back to the castle. And she doesn't really agree. But they end up, even though they're kind of like, they agree to disagree and they're not really sure what they're doing next, they kind of have a good night. Yeah. Because then she wakes up the next morning and she's like, she feels a little, she says she has a strange sense of melancholy. She's not sure why. She says they had a good night. They had some good conversations the night before. Well, but she can kind of feel like something's off when she wakes up in the morning. Yeah, but you forgot the part where, you know, he's starting to feel better and he wants to make the family a tea that he, is it from the kingdom. I totally like did not clue oh, in on didn't? this when I was reading. Oh, it. yeah. No, not at all. So when the next chapter started, I was very like, what is happening? Yeah, absolutely loved it where he says to her, you are incredibly beautiful to me and I do not just mean your appearance or your body down to your soul you are beautiful you are so honest about who you are so free in your thoughts and emotions growing up everyone around me was guarded so closed off but you you have this divine light about you this pure honesty and goodness it shows when you work the everlast and it shines through in your healing gifts. And he just goes on to say, I'm in awe of you, but most of all, I love your fire and your passion. I love that you refuse to let others dictate who you are. I love that you dig in and push back when I try to dominate you, challenging me to be better, stronger. It's arousing, but also it's just, you're perfect. I wish I were a poet so I could express it properly. When others look at you, you might see their sur- they might see your surface beauty. I want you to know that when I look at you, I see the beauty of your soul. I am in rapture. I see you, Finley. That is what I wanted to say. I see all of you and you are beautiful. I uh-huh. I know. I I oh love my it. god. Every word, I mean, I was like tears going that is the most beautiful passage it just comes back around to how she feels like she has no value to anybody but for her physical beauty Mm -hmm. but here he is saying like i see you in all your many layers and i 
like love and appreciate all yeah. of them. It was so good. Yeah. I loved it. And then she goes to sleep and she's dreaming about kissing him and that golden dragon that used to fly around. You know, she wakes up and she feels hollow and she knows something's missing. He's gone. Yeah. Her animal yeah. realizes much quicker than she does because she, she goes, my animal rolled in my chest, trying to scratch her way to the surface. Her panic bled through. I was like, oh, not the animal. Like, how dare <laughs> I you? know you drug the animal. The nerve. the nerve. I know she's, yeah. So her brother goes, she's still like, what the hell yeah. happened? And her brother goes, I didn't clean up his ingredients, the ones from the tea. He goes, you'll know what they mean. And he glanced at me. And then there's this. So the brother hands her the piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And it's this whole note that he has, that Nifane has written before he left and it's just like oh my god so then at the end of the note my note at the end of his mm -hmm. note was stupid self-sacrificing yeah <laughs> so bad yes, exactly yeah I, I this this last paragraph of his note that says remember no cage can keep you for long find a way out finley so he's he's encouraging her he says you deserve to be free hopefully i'll meet yeah. you in the next life when there isn't Oh God, I yeah, hate when it. There isn't so much standing between us because he can't get out of this quagmire of, you know, who he is and the demons and, you know, fighting every day. And he doesn't want to again, drag her into it. Yes. Her animal says to her, he's gone. I can't feel his magic connecting us anymore. He's cut us off. Her animals basically makes it seem like he's gone because like he's yeah. dead. Finley's like, oh, no, no, he's gone. He just went back to the castle. Like, it's fine. She's just like in this like level of denial, mm -hmm. right? Finley goes, he went back to the castle last night. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to feel his power from mm -hmm. here. So she's saying yeah. like physical distance is yeah. why. And so her animal says, you don't understand. Since that time we helped Hadriel, I've always mm -hmm. had his dragon's presence with me. I thought that meant we were working toward mating and just waiting for you yeah. idiots to get your shit together. It got stronger when he was here and now it's gone. He's ripped it away. He's broken the connection. And then she goes, why didn't I know about the connection? <laughs> then her animal goes, because yeah. you're dense. I don't know. He basically blasted us with it. I accepted. And there yeah. we were yet again. She's like, Finley, you're such a moron. Like, of course I accepted his animal. I've been telling you all the time, get your human sides to get your shit together because we're supposed to be together. Darn yeah. it. Ugh. It was so it bad. It was so bad. So I, I love the fact that she doesn't wait two seconds before she packs her shit up and she's like, I'm going to the castle. I'm going after him. Okay, because he thinks that when he's dead, the curse ends. Mm -hmm. He's sacrificing himself. And she says when it did, being the curse ending, he expects me to make a deal with the Demon King for my family and yeah. the village, for my kingdom, if possible. So he's thinking that she is going to be better at ending the curse than yeah. he is. And so he's trying to remove himself from the equation by any means necessary. And it was so terrible. Oh, my God. I couldn't yeah, handle it. I was pretty upset. And she says, if he wanted me to play hero, I would. And I'd make him my damsel. And that's how the book ends. And oh, my God, it was such a good ending. Even though I'm like, 
how could you do this to right. us? But it's such, a, yet again, she's like flipping the power dynamic and the like gender norms in a fairy tale where she's like, fine, I'll be your hero, but you sure as fuck right. are going to be the, you're going to be my bitch. The maiden in yeah. distress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So now that we've taken forever and a day to talk about everything that happened in this book, what was your overview of this book? What did you think? I thought it was really, I didn't know it was book one of a trilogy. So that was a surprise. I'm very surprised that they never had sex. But now realizing that it's book one of a trilogy, it makes sense that they never went all the Mm -hmm. way. So I am going (laughs) to, this is really hard for me to say, but I did not like this book. Wow, really? Oh my God, I'm shocked that you're just now saying it. Yeah, I mean, going back through it with you, I was like, you know, I could be swayed um, that about liking this book. But I have, I, I, this is a personal thing for me. I have a very, very hard time. I think I told you already with the physical, you know, assaulting each other. And I don't like the back and forth of them. I wish that there had been more clarity as to what was going on. The fact that he's keeping so much from her, it didn't make me more interested and turn me on more to the book. It kind of turned me off to the book. And I, I, again, the thing about bringing in these characters, but not embellishing the character's role in the book, that kind of bugged me. And I love KF Breen. Don't do not get me wrong. I love her and I pray to God she never hears my two cents about her book. <laughs> <laughs> but this book just wasn't for me. And I'm probably not going to read the next book. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, there are, you know, she is a little violent and he does kind of gaslight her. I, a little I bit hate or that. Lie to her a few times. And like I said, I've yeah. been gaslighted myself too many times to put yeah, I am a walker at this point in my life. It's like I you're a dick, I'm walking away. I don't have to save you. I don't have to figure out what your problem is. You're just not the one for me. If it were not KF Breen and there weren't such funny, good parts of this book, I would have given it two pairs of panties. But because it was her, (laughs) I'll give her three. Okay. That's the best I'm doing. And they're they're for me. Well, I can't say they're dry pairs of panties, but (laughs) they're... They're not as wet as they could be, okay? I don't normally say that I wish a book was longer, but there were parts of this book that I could have done having more from. Well, Oh, that was the thing I forgot to say. I would have rather read a standalone 600-page book that because this book was, what, 400 pages? 300 and something pages? Mm. It was a pretty hefty-sized book. I would have rather had two books combined and had everything been explained and found a resolution to what was happening in the book. Instead of having it be a trilogy, it could have definitely been a duet or Mm -hmm. one massive book. Yeah, I could see that. And there, some stuff just was not clear and it's hard to know. Is it because I'm not grasping Mm -hmm. it or is it because it's purposely unclear because this is book one in a trilogy. While I'm reading it, I'm thinking, what am I, stupid? Because I don't understand what's happening here. And it's like, you know, if I wanted to feel that, I would go visit my family. I 
<laughs> I, I don't need to read in my leisure time to feel like I'm an idiot. I have a go-to source for that at any given time. <laughs> I read to escape my life, not revel in it. Yeah, me too. So the next book is called A Throne of Ruin, and it is going to be released on November 12th of this year. Okay. I might read that. We'll see. There's so many other things going on. It's hard for me to read a series with the same characters. Yeah. Well, you I didn't get... say what you would rate this book if you had to rate it. So I'd probably rate this four panties if we're going off the panty rating oh, okay. system. Because I three <laughs> is okay, four yeah. is good, and five is excellent. Okay. And so five for me is like, I, w I read it, I loved it. I would read it again. Four is like, I read it. I liked it. I'd probably recommend it to a friend. You know, they did not go all the way. So that might be worthy of one panty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. I liked it. You know, there were some parts that frustrated me, but overall I thought it was pretty good for a retelling, which for the most part, I hate yeah. with a capital yeah. H retelling. Yeah. I think you're a lot more forgiving with your rating scale than I am I tend to be yeah there has to be things that will bother me that will kind of lower my rating are more you know they're very random and specific like if there's errors oh, in the yeah. book mm -hmm. or mistakes to that nature I'm automatically pissed off and I'm deducting shit left yeah and right. a lot of people don't notice that stuff but to me it pisses me off yeah, so I've got to say I'm surprised that we've gone as long as we have discussing this book. We've lived through our first uh, venture into this unknown realm. Oh my God, we, we did, did it. it. Yay! <laughs> thank Yay thank God for coffee and Clonopin to help me cope <laughs> with this. But um, yeah, it's thank you for not hanging up on oh, me. Oh, you're welcome. And th thank you for... <laughs> it's kind of funny how our venture together in this shared interest evolved you know i've always i like alpha males don't get me wrong i don't want to have one in my life but i love to read about them it's so freaking <laughs> hot to me and so to to be able to share this with you is great we were talking about some of the books that we were reading and you've kind of introduced me to different genres that i was not even aware of and you had said to me one day i asked you what you were reading and you said it was a reverse harem and I, I, th I said to you, I know what a reverse cowboy is. Is that, is that anything like a reverse cowboy? And you're like, no, mom. So you explained to me what that meant. And, you know, I am glad that I can ask you questions for things that I don't get because my generation was so much more conservative about talking about sex or sex. And I freaking love sex. I think it's great. I think if you have a great lover, you are so freaking lucky. I like to read about it. And now that I know there's a whole collection of people out there that feel the same way and like to read this kind of stuff, I'm, I realize I'm not twisted and that there's nothing wrong with me, that this is just human sexuality and it's fantasy. And don't we all need some of that in our life? I agree with you. I think it's once you find your people, it's very freeing and wonderful. Yeah, thank God. You just better <laughs> pray I don't find my people in a local sex club because I won't <laughs> I won't be available for, to do any more of these podcasts with you. I will be occupied. Oh my God. Podcasts only hosted by me because you're too busy. <laughs> That's right. So you're being chained. Those that know do. <laughs> And those that don't know, read, okay? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, so our 
Do you want to announce our next no, book? Go right ahead. To, okay, so um, our next book is going to be Bachelor Beast by Grace Goodwin. Mm -hmm. And you finished it, but I am about halfway through. So we will record that episode soon. And people want to follow us. They can follow us on Instagram at Bonded Books Podcast. And if they have a book selection that they want um, us to give a read to and do a um, episode on, or if they have questions or comments, we have an email, which is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I would like to hear feedback because um, I want to know, did you like it? Did you not like it? Was there stuff we could have done differently? Was it too long? You know, what did you think? So let us know, please. Okay. I, I only want positive feedback and praise to the utmost level, but sure. I guess I'll read the bad ones. Too. Well, I won't <laughs> listen to them and I will stalk them for the rest of their lives for hurting your feelings. But yeah, um, I don't care what people say. For that point, it's not going to hurt my feelings. But I think it's good to get people's two cents. Yeah, okay. I agree. All right. Well, uh, thanks for doing this. Oh, with thank me. you for giving me. Uh, and this yeah, was, was great. I love you, honey. And um, we will commiserate later. Uh, let me know when you're done with that next book so we can talk. All okay. right. <laughs> no pressure. <Okay. laughs> All, All right. right. Bye.